today, which comes to us out of the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6. We read verse 24. Matthew 6, 24, the words of Jesus. No one can serve two masters, for a slave will either hate the one and love the other, or will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. Friends, this is... Let's pray. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, as scripture is read, as the word is proclaimed, help us hear with joy what you say to us this day in your name. Amen. Today we continue our worship series on treasure, which is our stewardship series for this year. And so today we continue, as, as you have seen, with what's the problem with two masters? Have you ever seen the license plates on cars that say something to the effect of a house divided? And then they have multiple uh, uh, teams or colleges or something. Back where I come from, we have something that looks like this. We have these all over the place. In fact, I had one of those. I never put it on my car, but I had something like that. I mean, I went to McNeese State University. Uh, go Pokes, by the way. Uh, but I will never not say, go Tigers, right? And when they play one another, it always pulls at my heartstrings. But I know where the reality is. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> Perhaps you have your own. Uh, that, that your house is divided. I mean, I, we know Bill Drake every, every year. I mean, this is, blue, this is blue and orange day, so it's his, it's, his glory, it's his heavenly day, right? He gets to wear his orange, and we don't have to pick on him as hard. But uh, perhaps you have these, perhaps you have your own. Uh, the phrase, a house divided, though, it, it, it's a phrase that reminds people of Abraham Lincoln's famous speech in 1858 when he used it. Lincoln was speaking about a nation, of course, divided on the issue of slavery. This was just pre-Civil War. What many people don't know, though, is that the line uh, is also not unique to Lincoln. For as Lincoln usually did, he was quoting Scripture. <laughs> Lincoln was quoting Mar uh, Mark 3 verses 24 and 25 that says if a kingdom is divided against itself that kingdom cannot stand and if a house is divided against itself that house will not be able to stand so what is Jesus telling us here Jesus is telling us in other words that that competing allegiances in a kingdom or a house or a heart will often lead to combating priorities or destruction. Division leads to war in which there is constant strife or one side wins outright at the demise of the other. Last week, we were challenged to consider where we are investing our hearts. If we look at where we spend our time, if we look at where we spend 
our energy. If we look at where we spend our money, we will see where our hearts are invested, right? One easy way to check this investment then is, is to look at our calendars and to look at our budget. In doing so, most of us would find that our hearts indeed, at times particularly, and it's because we're human, our hearts are indeed divided. But the question is why? Why? How? Are my hearts divided? Is my heart divided? Well, there's a couple, couple things I want to look at today, and, 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 and a couple of these were rough for me, so they may be a little rough for you too, but it's a reality that we need to, to look at. So first, our hearts can be divided because perhaps we have said yes to too many commitments. <clears throat> I'm bad about this, y'all. <laughs> I know many of you probably are as well. It's hard to say no. We don't like the word no in this society. The pastor does not like the word no when he calls and asks for something, right? We don't like letting people down. Uh, you know, there are times when, when someone asks us to do something and, and, and we know that we, would say, that we should say no, but we feel like in our hearts that, that, that we ought to do it because we would be letting them down and we may feel guilty for saying no. So we don't because the feeling that we're not helping others in need or we aren't being uh, who someone else expects us to be often outweighs our need to say no, does it not? One thing I was taught and one thing that was communicated to us uh, by multiple uh, training facilities and, and, and areas and the Board of Ordained Ministry even pushed this with us when I was coming up. They said, there is no way you can make every single event that your church does, so don't even try. And you know, that's hard to hear that's hard to do. But oftentimes our hearts are divided because we say yes to too many things. When a few of those things we should be saying no. Here's the fact, folks. This, this is where it hurts. This is where it hits. Multiple yeses lead to multiple masses. Every time we say yes, think about it, it obligates us to another commitment, right? That it stretches us thinner and thinner. It gives us less time for what we truly want to invest in. We must choose our yeses wisely, right? For we must learn then that every time we say no, think about this, Every time we say no, it, it opens an opportunity to say yes to the things that we truly treasure. And it gives us an opportunity to say yes to the one who is our true master. Sometimes a no is a yes 
just not the yes and the time that you expected or someone else expected you to say yes. Are you with me this morning? So the next reason that our hearts are divided is the one that sneaks up on us, but it's perhaps the one that you're, that you're thinking of this morning. It's the one that was the most obvious to me, so that's why we talked about this one second. The next reason is the one where we never intended to serve two masters because perhaps it's because we, we, we signed too many contracts or because it's because we swiped too many credit cards. Um, should I say it's because we wrote too many checks? Is that still a thing? Whatever the case may be, we commit to too many obligations, financially specifically, and then we work overtime to pay off the debt on those things that actually brought us little joy to begin with. We work so hard, we work so fast that sometimes we don't even realize that our lives are divided. We don't slow down long enough to notice the beautiful things around us that remind us of what we truly treasure. And then when we return to a hobby that brings us joy, when we get on the floor and roll around with our kids, or whenever you get to see your grandchildren, nieces and nephews, whatever the case may be, when we sit and have a meaningful conversation over a delicious cup of coffee, with a friend or a family member, Remember what we truly treasure in those moments. When we do the things that we truly love, then we realize that, that these things are always around us. They've always been around us. Therefore, what are we doing instead that causes us to miss the things that we truly treasure? Have you ever thought about that? So now we have multiple masters and we don't know how to get rid of them. When we are serving two, three, sometimes ten masters and that are dividing uh, our hearts among them and all of them, we are not, listen to this folks, we are not living as God intends us to live. Is that something we can say amen to? This may explain then why we resent or even hate some of the yeses that we commit to. Hello? This may be why some of the things that we uh, uh, agree to reluctantly become burdens on our hearts and on our lives. I know some people who end up hating their jobs or their bosses and, all their, and other commitments because they have become unintended masters in their lives. So does this mean that you can't have a job, that you can't enjoy your job? Does that mean you can't enjoy spending money on things? <laughs> no. Does that mean that you can't have a healthy relationship with money and with yeses? No, of course it doesn't mean you can't. It does mean, though, that we can't serve God and we can't serve money. We can't serve God, and we can't serve multiple commitments. They cannot both be our masters. We can't live 
under the lordship of God and the lordship of anything else. Do you agree with that? We must proclaim, we must proclaim that God and God alone is Lord. Is Lord of all, is Lord of our lives, is Lord. Why must we do that? Because whether we like it or not, we serve a great and a great God that is also a jealous God. A God who demands our utmost and utter devotion above all other things. God does not want to share our allegiances. God doesn't want just a piece of our lives one hour a week. Hello? God wants to be our everything. And when we do this, our needs find their proper places as they flow out of our relationship then with our one and only Master the master that makes all the difference in every part of our lives. And you know what? Jesus is the great and good master. We must be willing to say, Lord, you are everything to me despite all the yeses that I've committed to in this world. You are everything to me despite all that I must do in order to pay for these commitments that I've made. Lord, you are my treasure. I want my relationship with my family, my friends, my job, my finances, my calendar, all to flow and be subservient to you, God. If we say these things and we truly mean them, then we will begin to experience the joy of having one good and great master and his name is Jesus. God is calling us in fact to a singular devotion to Jesus. So the question is how do we get there pastor? Well, I'm glad you asked. It starts with slowing down enough realize when we have multiple masters. God does not desire for us to run through this life giving ourselves to every little thing that beckons. That is not the way that we were created and that is not the way God intended us to live our lives. God desires us. We are God's treasure. We are God's treasure. Think about it. God doesn't care about our money. God doesn't care how much money we have. <laughs> that deserves an amen, praise God. God does not care about our money. God cares about us. <laughs> how amazing is that? What kind of king doesn't care about the money that we can give back? God cares about us. 
God talks about us as God's treasure because God treasures us. How wonderful and good news is that? You know, God doesn't send a card or God doesn't send a message per se. Sometimes we sense the messages God is sending us, but we don't get a handwritten note in the mail from God. In fact, God tried those for a while, right? Read the Old Testament. We didn't listen. We didn't listen. So God chose to come where we lived. God chose to come to the place we thought no God would ever dare come. God comes to our hearts, speaks to us in our language. So the question then becomes, how should we respond to the God who is willing to come to us? We should be willing to give all of our hearts back to God. Not just our words. Not just our time or energy. Not just our tithes, our offerings, our money, our commitments. Not just those things, folks. But our everything. Our, everybody say, everything. Our entire self must belong to God. It begins with our hearts. As Jesus says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Is our heart belonging only to God? It's hard to say yes to that question, isn't it? Some of us may not like the answer that we give ourselves. It's okay. Because you know the work you have to do. I told you this last week. This is not giving our hearts and our treasure over to the things of God. It's not a process that happens like that. It can't got to get to the point where you can even some of us have to get to the point where we can even work on getting there <laughs> you got to get to the point where you're even on the process uh, even in the process even on the pathway and that's okay you do what you got to do to get there in fact just as important you teach someone else how to get on the pathway to getting there so the question becomes if we're already there how are we teaching the next generation how to do the same thing how are we leading by example how are we showing how we are committing our hearts, our time, our effort, our money, our calendars, our everything to the one master, God? And we can answer that question when we can teach the next generation how to do that. Then truly we can say we have and are serving one master. This is the good news of the gospel today. What are we doing in our lives that is serving multiple places with multiple commitments? And how can we narrow it down to the one that truly matters? That treasure's name. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
him of invitation.